Hello and welcome to Tubonge Tax, your all-round podcast on taxes, where we unpack tax matters and provide you with all the information that you need. Stay tuned, stay ahead and be informed. I am your host, Alan Madoka. And today we are joined by Nixon, who is part of the Digital Economy Tax Office, which is part of the Domestic Taxes Department, which is, of course, part of the Kenya Revenue Authority. Thank you so much for joining us today, Nixon. Thank you, Alan. Uh, I'm pleased to be here. Now, today we're going all digital again with Nixon and Specifically today, we are talking about the digital market supply. Before we get started, Nixon, what is digital market supply or DMS in short? Uh, thank you, Alan. Uh, digital marketplace supply uh, basically is uh, not really a type of tax, but that shows us what item is subject to VAT. So it is VAT, which is chargeable, on a supply of a digital nature. If you are supplying digital services and the consumers of those services are Kenyans, then you are supposed to charge VAT. That is what we refer to as VAT on the digital marketplace supply. If you look at it keenly, it is charged under the VAT Act 2013, specifically Section 5.7 of the VAT Act, which was amended in 2019. And this is so because uh, we know that if a Kenyan is supplying digital services and uh, the threshold, according to the law, is 5 million plus, the person needs to register and charge VAT. If you are bringing goods, physical goods, through our border points, you will be charged VAT at the border point, you who is importing the goods. But we've had cases where consumers are importing services uh, specifically digital services directly from uh, the, the, the suppliers of those services outside our country. And, and just to bring at par all those kinds of services and goods, that is why there is VAT on the digital marketplace supply. So if you are supplying digital services from another country to consumers who are in Kenya, you are required to charge VAT. This is the VAT on the digital marketplace supply. Thank you so much for that clarification, Nixon. Now, uh, moving right along, what is the effective date for VAT on digital market supply in Kenya? We know that uh, VAT has been in operation in Kenya since 1990, 1st of January. And uh, of course, after revamping our VAT Act in 2013, uh, there was need to also you know, have uh, an equal footing for businesses. So the law was made in 2019, and uh, if you look at the law under that specific section 5, 7, and 8, there was a requirement for, for the CS finance to come up with regulations to effectively implement VAT on the digital marketplace supply. So the, v, the regulations were completed, uh, they were assigned, they were signed by the minister, on, uh, on in, in September, on 10th of September specifically, but they were out by 9th of October 2020. That was the date of publishing. And the regulations gave a six-month period from the date of publishing so that businesses could have time to align their systems 
and of course to also get to know of uh, the regulations then they are able to comply so if you count six months from 9th of october 2020 that takes you to 8th or 9th of april 2021 so we expected that all digital service providers to have registered to have aligned their systems so that from 9th of april they are able to start uh, you know supplying the services and charging vat on those services however that was the cutoff date earlier uh, uh, compliance was also encouraged so we have, we have taxpayers who started complying as early as january because from october to january they were able to have their systems in place to comply with the dms or the digital service uh, the, the digital marketplace supply uh, regulations. Now, Nixon, do digital service providers pay both VAT and DST? And maybe if they do, why? A very good and valid question. Uh, DST is an income tax item. Uh, properly, it is referred to as a direct tax. It is a tax that is uh, effected on the profits. Okay? VAT is a consumption tax. It is a tax collected by the business person, but, but finally, it is borne by the final consumer. So it is such taxes we call indirect taxes. They are transferred to the next consumption level. Uh, if your services are digital in nature, as provided for under Section 12E of the Income Tax Act, you are required to account for digital service tax at 1.5% of the amount you receive on account of providing the services. If your services are also digital and you are a non-resident and it falls within Section 5.7 of the VAT Act 2013, together with the regulations, you are also required to charge 16%. Uh, DST is the obligation of the provider of the service, 1.5%. It is a direct tax. VAT is also an obligation of the provider of the service. Of course, in VAT, we use terms such as supplier. Okay, It is obligation of the supplier of the service to charge the final consumer of those, uh, of those services and remit the same to the commissioner. So it is important to note, one is a direct tax, which attacks the profits, and the other one is to be paid by the final consumer. Thank you for clarifying that point, Nixon. Now, another one for you. If a business advertises a product or service on social media uh, targeting the Kenyan market, is VAT on DMS applicable? Thank you. Very valid and important question. It's important to clarify this. DMS is applicable on services. In, in, the, in the business uh, you know, industry, there are two types of services. There is a business to consumer service and a business to business service. So business to business service is a service that is provided by a business person to another business person for use in business. A business to consumer service is one provided by a business person to a final consumer for let's say for a private use. For business to business services, the law under VAT Act 2013 already provides under Section 10 a mechanism re uh, referred to as reverse VAT. Some people call it VAT on import of services. Uh, 
So if I'm a business person and I'm importing a service, let's say the digital service that we are discussing today, the law requires me to assume that I have supplied to myself. It is referred to as self-supply. Though somebody else has provided the service to me, but as a business person, it is deemed that I've self-supplied. So I'm required to charge myself VAT. That is why we use the term reverse. Ordinarily, VAT is charged by the supplier uh, to, the, to the person who is purchasing. But for reverse VAT, it is reversed. You charge yourself. So if a business person imports such a service, he will not be required to charge. They will not be charged VAT by the supplier who is based outside the country. This is because reverse VAT will apply according to, in accordance with Section 10 of the VAT Act 2013. But if the supply is a business to consumer, let's say, Alan, you are acquiring a software for personal use to watch a movie at home. That is a consumer service. So you will be charged VAT. And it's also imperative to stress that this tax is only obligated the, the people who are under obligation to account for this VAT, this specific VAT, is the supplier who is outside the country. For suppliers who are within our borders, the normal VAT regime already applies. So they have to look at what the other sections of the law, specifically Section 34 and registration, uh, you know, spells out. So the non-resident person will be able to charge me VAT if it's a business-to-consumer service and remit that VAT to the commissioner. For business to business, the person who is importing the service who is in Kenya will account for that VAT under reverse charge mechanism. And uh, what the law further provides is that the exporter on the other side, this non-resident person, might not know whether you are a business person or a consumer. How will they know? The law obligates you to notify the supplier for example, if you are importing, let's say, a software from Microsoft, Microsoft doesn't know whether you are going to use that software for personal use or for business purposes. So it's incumbent upon you to tell Microsoft that I'm purchasing this software, but for business use. And for that matter, reverse VAT will be applicable on me. So don't charge me VAT. If you are importing it for personal use, of course, without notifying Microsoft, the law says Microsoft automatically assumes it's a business to consumer. So they will charge you this VAT. If you are a business person and you forget, I know our taxpayers will not fail, they simply forget. If they forget to notify Microsoft, for example, and they are charged, the law is very clear, they will not be allowed to claim that input tax. Quite punitive, so it is, it is important that our business people who are importing Digital services are spelled under Section 57, together with the Regulation 190 of what we call the Digital Marketplace Supply Regulations 2020, adhere to the provisions. Thank you. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Nixon. That was a very detailed explanation on that and what applies. Now, Nixon, is there a turnover registration threshold for VAT? Yes, Alan, uh, there is a turnover registration threshold for VAT. I will invite my very good Kenyans, they look at Section 34 of the VAT Act. It spells out that if you are located in Kenya 
and you are providing goods or services that are valuable. If you expect to do 5 million in a year, or you are doing 5 million, you just reach the threshold of 5 million, you need to register VAT for VAT, charge VAT to, to, to the product you are selling, and of course also account for that VAT based on input and output mechanism. For this specific VAT, the regulations do not provide for a threshold. So if you are a non-resident person, and you are supplying digital services as spelled in that in the regulations to consumers who are in Kenya, whether business businesses or final consumers, you are supposed to charge VAT. For businesses, remember they have to notify you. If they don't notify you, also you charge VAT. There is no threshold in this matter. Allow me to just ventilate a bit, little bit on the social media. Uh, if I'm using a social media. Uh, uh, service to advertise for my product will I be required to charge this VAT? No. Remember you are acquiring uh, the service and if you are acquiring the service to advertise your product you are actually a business person. So this is a business to business service. What will happen is you as the person who is using uh, the advertising uh, platform you are required to account for VAT on a reverse charge mechanism. So, for example, let's say Twitter. Uh, I have some very good shoes which I want to promote through my page on Twitter. If Twitter charges me for doing that, it is deemed that I've self-supplied the advertising services. So, if Twitter charges me 100,000, I'm required to declare VAT of 16% or 100,000 and remit to the commissioner. However, there are mechanics under section 10 that if I'm going to claim that 16% that Twitter has charged me, then I don't need to pay. Okay, But it's a technicality that we can have another opportunity to deal with. Uh, if I'm the final person and I'm acquiring whatever services, I'm not expected to do reverse VAT. Okay, Because we expect the other person who is not in Kenya to charge me and remit the VAT. Thank you. Now, does VAT on DMS apply for items bought on the digital marketplace? No, Alan. Uh, this DS, uh, VAT on the digital marketplace supply relates to services. That's why we call it digital services on a business to consumer basis. If I'm purchasing uh, some electronic gadget online through an online platform other VAT already applies to me in fact basically if I'm buying it from outside the country VAT will be charged at the port so I'll not be chargeable to this VAT this targets services specifically thank you now just on that payment um, when is the VAT on DMS due the VAT is due just like ordinary VAT. So if, for example, I'm, I'm a person who is located outside the country and I provide streaming services, let's say, for movies. So if I provided movies to consumers who are in Kenya for the month of August, we are today is 30th. So if I've been providing the services from 1st to 31st, I'm expected to charge VAT but remit 
that VAT to the commissioner by 20th of September. So it is by 20th of the month, following the month in which the services were provided. Now, speaking of these payments, is there a DMS income that will be exempt? Yes, there are instances where there are digital services, but they are exempt. One is where the law has already provided for that services of that nature are exempt from VAT. And when you want to know which service is exempt from VAT, you visit the first schedule to the VAT Act 2013. It will spell out which services are exempt from tax. One of them I think is key to mention is educational services. If you are providing formal educational services, even if you are going to do them through digital means or electronic means, then this VAT will not apply. But it's also important to differentiate providers of platforms for digital services and the provider of the digital service. For example, if I'm doing my online uh, degree course, okay, I might be doing the online degree course from Edinburgh University in the UK. That is an educational service that is not valuable. But I might be doing it using an online platform provided by another person. So that online platform will still be within the, the realms of uh, DMS and they're expected to charge VAT and remit to the commissioner. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you for that. Now at least our taxpayers out there will know who is exempt and uh, who is not. Finally, before I let you go, Nixon, can digital service suppliers amend a VAT return? You know, they say to air is human. So all of us, we make... Uh, commit errors, we make mistakes, and so even for our taxpayers, there's always a second chance. If you were in the process of filling in a specific return for VAT under the digital marketplace supplier and you make an error, you are allowed to amend that return. However, uh, for non-residents, you know amendments usually come with many other kind of checks to confirm that the amendment is actually proper. Because these people are based outside our country, we will allow them to amend a return. But where the amendment of the return will require the facilitation of a refund, then we don't allow for a refund. We will. Uh, what happens with the law, the law provides that the non-residents will claim that overpayment in subsequent returns. So they'll not be eligible to apply for refund in case they have amended the returns downwards. But where they amend a return, not requiring a, a refund, or they're amending a return upwards, then there's no problem. They're allowed to amend returns. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, Nixon. Uh, it was a pleasure having you here to explain to us about the digital market supply. Thank you for joining us on Tubonge Tax. Thank you so much, Alan. All right. Now, for more information on this topic and any other on taxes, remember to visit the KRA website at www.kra.go.ke. Until next time, I have been your host, Alan Madoka. Goodbye.